1: Welcome inside the Car Firearms Group Studios with me. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom on this very powerful six-hour microphone being heard on hundreds of radio stations across the country, hundreds. And we've added some new ones over the last month, both on the uh, weekend monster broadcast here and the daytime weekday show, Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. And I've been giving shout-outs to Missoula, Montana, and Helena, Bozeman, uh, and Billings, Montana. Today, I know we have a lot of fans up there, and I found that out today when uh, I was notified that some of you are driving around listening in, in Missoula, Montana. And we don't want to th- don't want to forget you guys. A lot of freedom fighters up there in Montana. Strange political state that is in Mo- in Montana, Greg. All of this brought to you by X Insurance, brother. Yes, it is very strange place. Okay, fascinating hour with Dr. Lott in the previous hour. Boy, did I learn a lot. And you know what it did? For those of you who might be just jumping in and joining us right now for this third hour of the program, Dr. Lott was on here, Dr. John Lott, crimeresearch.org, Crime Prevention Research Center, laying out the information that got a lot of coverage over the last week. Fox News covered it, Real Clear Politics, a lot of outlets covered what he wrote, but we took those two pieces because they come in on our alerts. Doesn't matter where it came from. They all picked up his work on the FBI numbers, And the disconnect between mass shooters, active shooter situations, which John has more than the FBI, using the same criteria they lay out, and how many have been stopped by armed citizens. And we talked about that disconnect and why that was. John lays all that information out for you at crimeresearch.org. I beg you to go look at that stuff. Educate yourself. It's all there. John puts it all up there. Unlike the government, John puts everything up there for you to see so that you can make up your own mind and see actually where his information come, came from and why there's a, dis, a discrepancy between the FBI's numbers and his. You can, make, you can make up your own mind. You heard it in this previous hour. Also, red flag laws. Interestingly, Greg, you and I were talking about this during the break, that when people are told the truth about red flag laws, the script gets flipped. Yep. First, they support it because all they hear is the MSDNC, CNN, LOL, Town for Gun Safety, Brady, Giffords, etc. And when, then when they realize that there is no hearing, that these people do not have due process, they change their mind three to one. The numbers reverse. Yep,
3: you're absolutely correct. This is the equivalent of uh, just hearing the headline versus reading the article. When you get down to the brass tacks, you realize that they have sold you a somewhat twisted narrative, and then you're like, oh, maybe that's not such a good idea. Fascinating
1: stuff. Let's introduce the roundtable today. Who called in first? Uh, Brad did. Brad Primo, CEO, Lead Slingers. This video presentation is being brought to you by Lead Slingers. Brad, Lead how are you Slingers. doing today, my friend? Lead Slingers. Doing pretty good, Mike. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. You know, I was doing a lot of travel, and I've just cracked open a sugar-free Red Bull. And I just told, I just told Greg during the break, I should probably be drinking something else. I'll leave it at that. But uh, You stop stop and go, huh? (laughs) Yeah, well, I'll just tell you off air that I'm out, so we need to fix that. (laughs) There we go. And Neil McCabe, our man on the street in Washington, D.C., One American News Network. How you doing, Neil? Thanks for calling in, brother. Turn, Turn that mic up, Neil. Neil is there. I'm not sure what's going on with him. Um, He's probably yelling into the phone right now. Can yeah. you hear me?
4: Can you hear me? Can I'll you just hear me? <laughs> I'll just drink poison. I'll just
1: oh, no, this makes me want to take poison is something that he said in the I'll past. I'll deal with him. Hang on. Okay. Well, we'll go ahead and get Neil on. Brad Primo, it's great to have you in here. Let's, let's, uh, I want to talk some politics with you guys today before we go into a, a couple more topics. Uh, Greg, uh, or Greg uh, Brad, as I was walking through the airport today, I saw a very large woman eating a big bucket of food that, well, looked like she should have been on a cart going through the airport, but she had a big old Stacey Abrams shirt on. And I thought to myself, Brad, I'm not feeling the Stacey Abrams thing here. I think Stacey Abrams is done in this state. Uh, and, And regardless of who I talk to and regardless of what political persuasion they may be, she is not resonating here, Brad. Now, I know you're in Tennessee, north of the border here in Georgia. But I think you're going to see her shellacked by Kemp. And now I, I told Mr. Gottlieb by 10 by ten points, double digits. He doesn't think it's going to be double digits, but he believes she's going to lose the election. What are you hearing up there in Tennessee about Georgia's election? Anything? Because it, it, it matters across the country. What are you hearing?
3: I mean, I think uh, most people up here kind of look, look at Stacey Abrams a little bit dumbfounded. And uh, definitely grateful that we don't have to deal with anything like her in our state. Um, it, you know, you can, you can have, have her, her if you want her. No, you know, we'll let y'all keep her, and uh, ah. <laughs> you, can, you can figure that figure that out for yourselves. But you know, I, I'll tell you, Mark. I mean, I think you know this. Some of this, you, you know, could be, you know, partly because you know Georgia invited Hollywood into into your state, right? That's, that's the film a industry. great point. You know, you, you invite Hollywood into your state, and you know, within a few years, uh, you are now fighting to keep these leftist hordes uh, from storming the gates. You know, and I think that yeah. uh, it took it took what happened in 2020 in Georgia with the the clowns that you elected to the Senate. Uh, you know, to kind of wake up, uh, you know, the rest of Georgia's voters and realize that you know the you know not only are the hordes at the gate, some of them are actually already in the city. You know, and you got yeah, I can't you know, argue with that. To fight, you know. So, yeah, you know, I think maybe maybe it's a good thing. You know, maybe you need that that wake up call. You know, to to realize that you know now this is for real down there. You can't really, you can't, you know, uh, take a break and you can't you can't get you uh, complacent. And you know, I even say here in Tennessee, you know, we're pretty solid red, but I think that you know maybe seeing what's going on in Georgia has inspired a lot of people in Tennessee to not be complacent either and to you know keep keep those sorts of politicians uh, out of office in our state.
1: I, I hope it's a wake-up call to you. Neil McCabe, you heard what Brad had to say. We were having trouble getting you in here. If you missed the question, I, I was talking about, I for the first time, it's the first time I've ever seen somebody walking around in a Stacey Abrams shirt was at the airport today, and I... You know, it's just not something that you see. And I was talking with Mr. Gottlieb over the weekend. Of course, the Georgia election came up as I was at the Car firearms event. A lot of people around the country fascinated by what's going on here because it is a red state. And how could we be in this position with Warnock and John Ossoff and fending off this second challenge from this uber liberal socialist communist Stacey Abrams? My comments to Mr. Gottlieb where she loses by double digits he thought I was being a little optimistic maybe single digits but he feels Kemp is going to pull it out and then I want to talk with you about Warnock but let's talk with Stacey Abrams first what are your thoughts here as we get closer what's your insight
5: the polls are showing that Kemp up five seven points I haven't seen him up double digits yet but he, he consistently has been in the lead he's never been behind I think that uh you know, the, the one guy that uh, Kemp really has to thank is a friend of the show, uh, David Perdue. Because of the primary challenge by David Perdue, Kemp had to actually govern like a conservative governor, and he That's actually had to deliver. He, he delivered on guns. He uh, he had to uh, – he didn't completely fix your voting situation, but he went – He went more than halfway to fix some of the problems that were that popped up in 2020. And he also had to reach out to people around the state because he was scared of Purdue. And so he had to reach out to donors, he had to reach out to activists, he had to cut deals with people. And he basically had to, you know, put everything in one sock. And so he defeated Purdue handily, but he had to work very hard. To do that. And I give him all the credit in the world, but it also put him in fighting shape for the general, so that unlike somebody who didn't have a primary challenge, you know, might not, not, might, might not be as tight. And so on the Stacey Abrams thing, her Katrina, if you want to put it this way, mm-hmm. was the all star game. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a shock to the system because, you know, the heart of the Democratic Party in Georgia. Is Atlanta, Fulton County, and the fact that they got cheated out of a tribute to Hank Aaron and they lost their all-star game because of Stacey Abrams. And then she said, I had nothing to do with it, whatever, whatever. No, that's not resonating
1: her. here. Uh, uh, Neil, and that's not
5: resonating here. Listen,
1: let me stop you because we're going to take a break. Right. Hold, hold on to that. Yeah. Hold on to that. When we come back, I want to go back to that and then toss it over to Brad because none of that is resonating here. She blew it and everybody knows it. There was over a hundred to two hundred million dollars in lost revenue in Fulton County and Cobb County alone. As a result of what Stacey Abrams did. And if you want proof positive of that, all you have to do is go back and watch her backtrack and say, well, I didn't really mean it. It really wasn't me. And try to blame everybody else when we all know where it came from. Armed American Radio's monster cast is going to continue after this four minute network break. When we come back, we're going to continue the political discussion. I want to go to the race Warnock as well and get a take from those here on the table because Georgia's a bright red state. How did this happen? Well, and the Senate's in the balance. It matters to you wherever you live, including Missoula, Montana, Armed American Radio Network. will be right back.
6: I am tired of hearing about being the best state in the country to do business when we are the worst state in the country to live.
1: AAR listeners, you're tuned in to personal security. It's why you carry a gun or maybe own a fire extinguisher. Why wouldn't you do the same with the financial assets you've accumulated over the years? Cornerstone Asset Metals is managed by accredited asset management specialists that serve your needs in protecting and preserving your wealth through dedicated customized strategies just like they do for me. Founder and CEO Terry Strake and his team are here to serve you. Visit CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for more information and to talk to an advisor. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for more.
7: As a gun owner, have you ever thought about the liability that would come with having to use your weapon in self-defense? or the liability that would come with having one of your guns stolen or misused or perhaps you work in a profession like security or law enforcement that requires you to carry a gun regardless it's well known that responsible gun owners and security professionals across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits at X-Insurance we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers and if lawsuits do arise we aggressively fight them we're the very best officers. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com.
2: gallagher wanting to let you know that the crew of the desperado sport fish in virginia beach virginia supports armed american radio and the second amendment and i'm right there with him now back to mark walters yeah back indeed
1: sig sour microphone lit up for you car firearms group studio we are sans justin moon today because he is wrapping up the event that i just got back from today up in Greeley, pennsylvania at the tommy gun factory in warehouse. Oh man, what a shop that is! If you're watching on your screens, you see I'm wearing a really cool Tommy Gun lapel pin. I've got another one too, but my wife said, "Take the second one off. You look stupid." I said, "No, Bob, I'll wear the other one tomorrow." But Greg, I didn't think I looked stupid. I thought it was pretty cool. How you can't have too many Tommy Guns on, can you? No, I I don't think so. Exactly. All this is presented by X insurance. You're on the armed American radio network. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. Hundreds of radio stations across the country. And we've been shouting out all of the affiliates in Montana today. Uh, heard from some of you that listen to the program in Missoula. And we love it. All right. Let's go back quickly to Neil McCabe before we turn it over to Brad. Neil, please finish your thought if you would, and then I want to ask you quickly about the uh, Warnock-Walker race, which is boys making national news, and then we'll turn it over to Brad. Go ahead. Unmute your
5: mic there. Okay, yeah, I think that uh, I think that the Warnock thing was kind of running away from, uh, from Walker over the summer, and it started to close. And is a very interesting dynamic because there are McConnell loyalists who are in the Herschel-Walker campaign, just like there are people in the McConnell loyalists inside the National Republican Senate Committee who are undermining Republican and conservative candidates. Right. And they just fired uh, Taylor Crow, uh, who is the guy they suspect of leaking because campaigns will do opposition research on themselves to see what's out there. Uh, so that they can respond properly. And this guy had, they basically figured out that he was the guy who was leaking all this bad juju about Herschel Walker. The Trump super PAC, one of the Trump super PACs, just dropped about a million dollars in ads on Herschel Walker talking about crime. They're going to focus on crime. They're going to basically eat the death out of crime and Warnock's voting record. And they're gonna, they're going to ride that thing into the election. And the reason why people, they they dropped this on uh, Herschel Walker is because they were afraid they're going to win. And McConnell does not want, McConnell wants a a, a Republican majority only if he is the leader of of a Republican majority. And a lot of these senators who are going to come in, the new Republicans that come in, they're not going to support McConnell for leader. And so he's going to try to take them out.
1: It's disturbing to hear, but a quick yes or no. Does Walker pull this out?
5: Yes, and I think uh, I think that Kemp's gonna help everybody and I and I'm waiting for uh, that repois between Kemp and Trump, which I will guarantee you will happen before election day. I,
1: I, I agree with you. Let me go over to Brad. Brad, you mentioned the clowns that we in Georgia gave the rest of the nation. And I can't argue that. I can safely say I'm not one of the people that gave us those clowns. However, there was a lot in play. We are coming off of 2020, the election. It was a mess. Suffice to say, do you believe Walker pulls this out? I believe he does. Now, that might be a stretch, but I believe he pulls this out. What do you think?
3: yeah that's a, that's a feeling I get to uh, you know, just kind of reading about it and keeping up with it. Um, you know I, again, I think that you know seeing what the wh- who got elected and what they stand for back in 2020, I think that's woken up a lot of voters. Um, it, you know I, I I will say that kind of you know from from my vantage point, seeing the way uh, that the Democrats and the wonup campaigns trying to uh, basically slime uh, Herschel Walker. Uh, for some of his personal challenges that he's overcome, um, I, me personally, I find that kind of despicable. And if I were a, if I were an undecided or neutral Georgia voter, that would probably actually tip me more towards Herschel Walker, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, I you know I I sense that as well. And uh, Neil, let me go back to you on this specifically because I, I know the state. I'm here in the state, and I can tell you with certainty that Fulton County and DeKalb County, which gave us Warnock and gave us Ossoff can be kneecapped and they can be kneecapped easily if every red county, which is virtually every county outside those counties, maybe Gwinnett a little bit, uh, parts of Cobb County. There are some others. Uh, You get down around Savannah, maybe right around Valdosta and in the heart of Macon. But the rest of this state votes the way it's supposed to vote and should vote and hopefully will vote. Fulton County, DeKalb County, Stacey Abrams and Warnock get kneecapped. Am I on the right path there? Do you believe that? And I will let me throw this caveat in too. Warnock responded very well to the October surprise with the accusations against Herschel Walker. And I say that I, I you know, I got to give credit where it's due because he's got his own baggage with domestic violence, and we've got his wife on tape on police body cam footage telling the quote-unquote true story about Raphael Warnock. So Warnock did not want to open that can of worms, and he responded very well by laying it down and saying, Herschel Walker has problems, but I'll let the voters decide, essentially. I'm going to tell you right now, he handled that very, very well. I don't know how that resonates, but I believe that those two counties, which are predominantly the two big, predominant blue counties, can be kneecapped. What do you think?
5: Well, yeah, I... I I think that one of the things that people are forgetting is that President Trump made tremendous inroads into the black vote, especially with black men. And we saw the same thing with the Hispanic vote, especially with Hispanic men. That what's happening is minority men are not voting as tribal minorities anymore. They're, They're voting as tribal men now. And... And so I think that's dy- that dynamic is also in play. And also, Warnock's people made a decision. And this was done months ago, and a lot of it's baked in, so it's very hard to flip it around. But Warnock was not running an ideological campaign. He was pretty much running as, I'm a great guy, I play with the dogs, I'm, I'm a sweetheart, uh, look at me, I'm funny and nice. And Herschel Walker is crazy. He didn't really go after Walker as a conservative or any of the issues, you don't have to walk as being you know he's a bad businessman and he's insane and and so what that did is that obviously that has an effect when you ridicule somebody and you go after him uh, in his personal attacks, but it, it won't stand up to crime and Having you know boys compete against girls and parents' rights and oil prices and all this other stuff in Biden and so yeah absent all the bad stuff going on with Biden and and the left yeah Warnock might have skated through in another year if this was a presidential year and it was a and there was a popular Democrat at the top of the ticket. He would have slid through. He took a chance to run a non-ideological campaign, which frankly is a mistake a lot of GOP consultants run, and he Mm -hmm. he relied on ridicule instead of issues, and that's going to bite him now, because now he has to be issues guy, and he's not ready for it. When we come back from this break, I'm going to give you my thoughts
1: on where this election is going to hinge, not just in the state of Georgia, but across the country, and I think you'll agree with me on this. Because I, th- I sense that you, listener, feel the same way I do. And I know that because I've spoken to a lot of you over the last several weeks. Armed American Radio Network, we'll be right back. Don't go away.
4: It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun... Remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them, it's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012.
1: segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Don't forget to use the promo code AAR at MyPillow.com. Welcome back. Yeah, check out MyPillow.com, and a lot of you have, and we appreciate it very much. I know Mike does as well. By the way, Greg down in Dallas, hey, uh, uh, let me get it out. MyPillow has dropped off. I just got a notification from the office up there. I think two or three tractor-trailer loads of pillows and other merchandise down in Florida. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Over the last couple of days. Oh, yeah. I mean, several tractor-trailers. Coming from 26 years in the the trucking business, I can tell you, tons of pillows fit in a 53-foot box, okay? So you can imagine. But they're just doing fantastic work. They support the Second Amendment. We support the businesses that support the Second Amendment, that support us. Does that make sense? It's a real simple equation to follow. Use the promo code AAR and help them out. We have a government that is going after business owners because they don't like what they say and what they think. Give us your phone. Yeah? Buy some pillows from the guy and help him out. He's been supporting this program for the better part of a decade. It's just what we have to do. And do that for all of our partners. You heard John Lott in the previous hour. Amazing hour of radio with John. Learned so much valuable information. And the information that we were talking about is created by John's organization at crimeresearch.org with our help. Five bucks if you can afford it, crimeresearch.org. I, I, I ask you to please support the people that support this program. It's how we stay on the air and how we get this message out over all of these years. It's vital. Brad Primo, CEO of Lead Slingers, you're bringing the video to us in 4K, high-definition video. Really, it's uh, about 2K, because if I go 4K then everybody can see everything on my face. So I keep it at 2K. <laughs> but we appreciate you doing that. All of it presented by ex-insurance guys in these car studios on the six-hour mic. Brad, I'm going to tell you what I believe, and we'll go to Neil back. We'll just keep going around the table. This election hinges on two things, period. Crime and your wallet. Your thoughts.
3: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, people people always vote their wallets. Um, you, know, you know, I think everybody has had uh, a pretty brutal year financially. Uh, you know, most of the summer paying five bucks a gallon for gas or something, you know, they're close. It looks like it's going up again. And, you know, it's all pretty easy to, to firmly pin that alone, that one issue alone on failed Democrat policies. And here they are, you know, standing in front of you and asking us to, to give them another shot. At a job they've spent the last couple of years screwing up in spectacular fashion. Um, so I think a lot of people are going to remember that when they had it cost them a hundred bucks to fill their tank to go vote. Uh, they're probably not going to vote for the guys who caused that problem.
1: I can't disagree with that. In fact, Neil, let's take you and I back to the 2020 election. When I spoke mm-hmm. with you and you spoke with my dad, as you've done over the years, just to help calm him down. Thank you for that, by the way. Uh, you've been a godsend to both of my parents and helped them relax every election cycle. And I appreciate it very much. But predominantly, the 2020 election, when you and I spoke, I went to the microphone on Election Day in November 2020. And I said, uh, uh, or 2016, excuse me. I'm saying 2020. It was 2016. And I told listeners, millions of Americans will wake up shocked tomorrow. Mm-hmm. On the, I said this on Tuesday, Election Day. Trump plus 300 electoral votes. And that was in large measure based on some of the things you and I talked about publicly and privately. But more important than that, Neil, was my gut feeling. America just did not want more of the Clintons. Americans did not want more of the baggage. Americans didn't want more of what she brought. Americans were fed up with what we know she was getting away with, with the emails, the servers, the whole nine yards. And I just trusted Americans. I feel that right now today. I trust Americans to make the right decision. I do not know any American that wants to pay more for food, that wants to pay more for gas, that wants to pay more for their groceries, that wants any of this, anything that we've gotten from this administration. I don't know Americans that want to continue to see this invasion across our border. That would be the third thing, by the way, besides money and and crime. And I don't know of any American that wants to be a victim of a crime. So please tell me that I'm on the right track.
5: No, no, you're you're on the right track. And, you know, you talk about, you know, we did have those conversations in 2020. And I remember on the air, uh, I thought that uh, there was a very good chance that uh, the Republicans would actually win the House in addition to Trump being reelected. And we talk about things that were going on in Georgia. And I'm just reminded when I think about 2020, uh, I talked to Sharon Engel once, who uh, ran against Harry Reid in 2010. And, uh, you know, the, her pollster told her that she was going to win by 10 points, and she lost by 10 points or something. And she went up to him and said, What happened? He says, I can account for everything but fraud. And so, you know, I think that. Uh, you know, this what's going to happen this election is the lessons learned from 2020, and certainly the lesson learned in 2021 with Youngkin is people are going to be at the polls, people are going to be watching, and if this thing was cle- if this if, if 2022 is clean, the Republicans would do very very well. And everyone knows that the election in twenty in, in, the election in 1960 was stolen. I don't want to go into the details. It is now an established fact. Everyone acknowledges it was stolen. And you basically didn't have another presidential controversy for another 40 years. It wasn't until 2000 when there was a controversy in Florida, because the the trauma to the system of having a stolen election was such that people were on their toes. People were watching. And it just it made things relatively clean. And I think. What's going to happen after 2020 is that you're going to have clean elections because people, people now understand that things can be stolen if you're not paying attention. Uh, what will it turn on? Well, I, I hope it will turn on crime. I hope it will turn on things. But you have to remember that the Republican Party cut a deal with the Democrats this fiscal year. There was no, there was no budget crisis, right? The fiscal year ended on September 30th. And everything went on fine because the Republicans went along with the Democrats, did not push, did not fight uh, or try to get any leverage with the Democrats because they just wanted, they didn't want to fight on the budget, so they just gave it up and they didn't want to shut down, and so they just walked away from it. And there's a lot of Republican candidates who can't run as strongly on gun rights as they want to because it is the Republican Party. That pushed the red flag was and all of that. So I, 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 you know, there's a lot of things that bother me about this election. But I think as we get closer, you're seeing a, a wave really, really bounce back. And and what you're really going to see, and this is, and I know I'm dragging this out, but. It's the triage at this point, Mark, mm-hmm. because there are Democrats that the Democratic Party can't save and they're going to have to start making phone calls and they're going to tell people, hey, we love you, but we can't help you because we've got to save somebody more important than you. And when that triage comes, that's when you're going to see five, ten seats that nobody expected to, uh, to flip flip because of the triage. All right. Let's, I was just in
1: Pennsylvania. Let's talk briefly. Mastriano in Pennsylvania. Uh, Guys, I hate to tell you this. I know there's a lot of listeners in Pennsylvania. I don't see it happening. He's down by double digits in in every poll I've seen. I don't think Mastriano pulls it out. However, let's move now. That's Governor. Let's move now to the Senate race. Having just been there, it it is mind-boggling to me that anybody's going to pull the lever for that Fetterman clown. Brad, I I was... (laughs) Now, again, I'm running in circles. Let's let's face facts. I'm up there with like-minded individuals. None of us can understand who would pull the lever for Fetterman. But he's up on Oz in every poll. Granted, most of them are within the margin of error, and I don't take a lot of stock in those polls anyway for a lot of the reasons we're talking about today. Pennsylvania, Oz, and Fetterman, what do you think is going to happen there? And, guys, your gun rights are in the balance on all of these because Fetterman is a socialist running on a socialist gun-grabbing ticket. Brad? <clears throat>
3: Yeah, that's one. Thirty really seconds, Brad. Good. Let me yeah. let me
1: let me apologize. Thirty seconds. Take it away, and then I'll give it to you when we come back.
3: I was going to say that's one of the ones that not feel real good about. Um, I, I just feel like Pennsylvania is probably going to elect Fetterman. Uh, Oz, you know, just as an outsider. I mean, I was kind of disappointed to see him get the nomination. Uh, just be just by what I know of him from his TV right. personality, you know. And I think that I think that if they would have run a better candidate, they probably would have knocked Fetterman out pretty easily.
1: All right guys, when we come back from the break, we're going to switch over. I'm going to start with Brad again, but I'm going to play Grady Judd in Florida. We're going to talk about that crime because this election is hinging on crime. And we're going to give you two diametrically diametrically opposed individuals. We're going to talk about Grady Judd and Kathy Hockle up in New York. We'll be right back.
2: AAR
1: listeners, you're tuned in to personal security. It's why you carry a gun or maybe own a fire extinguisher. Why wouldn't you do the same with the financial assets you've accumulated over the years? Cornerstone Asset Metals is managed by accredited asset management specialists that serve your needs in protecting and preserving your wealth through dedicated, customized strategies just like they do for me. Founder and CEO Terry Strake and his team are here to serve you. Visit CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for more information and to talk to an advisor. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for more.
0: Dr. Sebastian Gorka letting you know that the Desperado Sport Fishing Crew in Virginia Beach, Virginia, supports Armed American Radio and our right to bear arms. Now, back to Mark Walters. Now, back
1: to Mark Walters. That's Dr. Sebastian Gorka, who I just spent some time with yesterday at the Car Rod of Iron Festival, which was a lot of fun. It was great seeing Sebastian. We get to uh, to sit and chat with Sebastian Gorka at SHOT Show every year as well, too. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. Coming up in January, which, by the way, is right around the corner, if you can believe that or not. Our partners that make it possible, I want to read you a quick email that I got earlier today regarding LegalHeat.com. Hi, Mark, just finished my Illinois CCL renewal class put on by Legal Heat. The instructor was excellent. He spoke clearly and concisely. He confidently gave clear commands on the range. Despite my ire with state regulations requiring me to take such a class, I was impressed. I not only received my certification, I saved almost 70 bucks, which will buy me three quarters of a tank of gas from Mark. Mark, thank you for the email. I appreciate that very much. And so does Legal Heat. Make sure to check them out. LegalHeat.com. You do not have to spend hundreds, thousands of dollars to train. You can train for tens of dollars. Legal Heat has a class in a city you reside in. If you're a new gun owner, take a beginning class. If you are a seasoned gun owner and you want to take a refresher like Mark did, do it. Legal Heat has you covered for pennies on the dollar compared to some of the other schools that are out there. And they are the largest in the country. Bet you didn't know that. Visit LegalHeat.com. And should you be so inclined, we hope you do, please use the promo code AAR. Let them know you heard it here. They support the program. That's how we support them back. Welcome back inside the Car Firearms Group Studios. Mark Walters on the Sig Sauer Mike Led is providing all of the video and the whole program presented to you by X Insurance. All right, guys, I'm going to take you now. To And this is fun. I, I, I have to tell you, I enjoyed hearing this, and I'm going to play it again. This is Grady Judd, if I can find Grady Judd, and I know I will. Here we go. Guys down in Florida, because we just mentioned that crime, that this, this election is going to hinge on crime, and it's going to hinge on money. I want to make a comparison between what's going on in Florida and New York and Grady Judd, the sheriff down in Polk County, Florida, had this to say. Let's go ahead and play this. So
2: that he looks like grated cheese. People have a right to be safe in their homes. They have a right for their property to be safe, even when part of their home may be torn away. And these looters, that's unacceptable, absolutely unacceptable. I would highly suggest that if a looter breaks into your home, comes into your home while you're there to steal stuff, that you take your gun and you shoot him. You shoot him so that he looks like grated cheese. Because you know what? That's one looter that won't break into anyone else's home and take advantage of them when they're the most vulnerable and the most weak. You shoot
1: him. All right, guys. Now, you heard that. Brad Primo, I'm going to go back to you because we had to cut you off quickly, then I'll take it over to Neil McCabe. That was Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd essentially saying, somebody breaks in to your property to loot your stuff as a result of a terrible catastrophe and a tragedy. Shoot them. Turn them into grated cheese. That's one less looter. That's Grady Judd saying, take them out. Brad, when you look at the fact that there have been that I can only count 17, and that number may be high. I'm still trying to confirm a couple of those reports, looting incidents down there, as opposed to rampant crime in Democrat cities, gun controlled cities down in Florida. Crime is very low in what could absolutely have been catastrophic as far as looting is concerned. But sheriffs and the governors have and the governor have made it very clear. You loot. We shoot. And look at the results, Brad, very few looters in Florida for that very reason, for what Grady Judge just said, come into here to loot. You're going to get shot. We're going to carry you out in a bag. Doesn't that make, I mean, how much more proof do we need?
3: Uh, it, it makes great sense. And, you know, it's, 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 good that there's, you know, a sheriff out there that's, you know, giving his constituents, um, you know, solid advice. I mean, that. I think that, you know, you can see the results you've seen in Florida or the, the lack of looting down there. Um, oh. you know, I actually, I actually worked, uh, you know, a tornado one time when I was uh, still a police officer just destroyed a good portion of the city I worked in. And, uh, you know, we were out looking for looters and things like that and it, it just didn't happen. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, I know there's people in Tennessee are generally pretty nice and everything, but you know, you, you figure out pretty quick and you got these small towns and meet people, uh, you know, there's a definite uh, cultural idea of what's right and wrong. And uh, some of those things are worth fighting over to these to, to folks. And one of those things is you don't steal and you definitely don't try to steal from people when they're the most vulnerable. I mean, you're basically trying to kill them at that point. And, uh, you know, that's a, a big deal. And using deadly force to stop that is, is perfectly legitimate.
1: Neil, what is it that New York doesn't figure out? Brad, I can't add anything else to that. Well said. Neil, what is it that New York hasn't figured out, or have they figured it out? They just don't want to relinquish control.
5: Yeah, you know, New York had it so good. They had it so good for, uh, you know, eight years of Giuliani and 12 years of Bloomberg. And for all of his sins, Michael Bloomberg was smart enough to uh, to keep a lockdown on crime and to support the police's uh you know, for 20 years, you know, it's like a, a New York experienced a renaissance. I mean, New York before Giuliani was Calcutta.
1: It was, oh, it was a hole.
5: It was a hole. So it was, it was and,
1: awful. I know I was there many times.
5: And, and, then, and then to see it go back, it's just people just forgot. They, they forgot the work it took to, you know, Giuliani had to be, had to be a jerk, okay? It took a tough, tough guy because Giuliani, it's like, um, it, well, listen, we me home there with Giuliani. Giuliani was a great mayor. Uh, you know, Ed Koch saw what had to be done, and he was afraid to do it. And he always resented Giuliani because Giuliani saw what had to be done, and he did it. And so, you know, but, you know, going back to Brad's point, you know, there's uh, this a really safe town in Georgia called Kenshaw, where uh, there's, a, there's a municipal ordinance that says that all households have to have a gun. And, you know, people who grew up in the Northeast and other parts of the country are well aware that, you know, the safest, the safest part of town was always the Italian neighborhood. And I'll just leave that at that. Right. No, I, you're, you're, you're correct. When you're talking about
1: New York City, I'll go a little deeper dive than Neil did. He's talking about Little Italy. And I spent a lot of time there. And when you saw the guys sitting around the table with the guys standing around behind him, you knew you were in a safe restaurant. It was pretty much that simple. But that's going back a ways. And you're right. And I will say this about Koch. I I spent a lot of time in the city when Koch was mayor. Koch allowed his politics to get in the way of what he knew had to be done. That was the agenda. He put the agenda over what had to be done to the city. Giuliani came in and did what he had to do. And as you're correct in your statement about, about Bloomberg, and I, I have to give credit where it's due. We're fair here. Bloomberg, as a Republican, knew how to police that city and knew what to be knew what had to be done. That city was safe and you could walk around Times Square and feel good. You cannot do that today. And Hockel, unlike Grady Judd, the sheriff in Polk County, and DeSantis, the governor, who said basically the same thing. That Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd said, Florida listeners, I know you're loving it. We love your governor everywhere, and we love Grady Judd, and we love Sheriff Kurt Hoffman, and everybody else down there saying the same thing. That ain't going to fly around here, law dog. You come down here, you're going to get shot. Up there, criminals get a pass, crime is through the roof. Neil McCabe, thank you for being here and for everything that you do for Armed American Radio and have done for years on the show and thanks to one american news for allowing you to do that and for everything you do at one american news on camera as well brad primo thank you for everything you do and providing the video for everybody at armed american radio guys it's been a long weekend let me put it that way but we're going to get up and do this again tomorrow because they don't want us to for the reasons you heard over the previous three hours Carry on, carry often, carry absolutely everywhere. Never, ever, ever leave your cave without your club. No self-respecting caveman would ever do that. Take the advice of Grady Judd and DeSantis, not Hockle. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow.